Welcome to episode 207 of Up for Discussion, an emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goose. I'm one of your hosts, Kate Bradley. I'm another one of your hosts, Kate Hammer. And I'm the other other host, Tom Zalatni. We have a special guest. A special guest joining us in studio today. Uh, Her name is Sarah Malika. She is one of the Montreal Improv Inclusion Coordinators, uh, part of Color Outside the Lines, and she's here to tell us about a fundraiser that's happening on February 22nd. Hello. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. So tell us about your fundraiser happening on February 22nd. (laughs) Dive right in. Thank you. Uh, Yes, we have a fundraiser coming up on February 22nd. It's produced by Color Outside the Lines, which is the show I created to uplift, um, especially uh, people of color at the theater. Um, And so it's a fundraiser for inclusive programming because often uh, I feel um, just strained between trying to really uplift a good cause at the theater and really also wanting to support all the performers involved yeah, in yeah, the man. production. So the fundraiser is really to um, both maybe invite really exciting performers to Montreal, but uh, also maybe to develop new initiatives at our theater and within our community to uh, support people further. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's a really important initiative. <laughs> Yeah, 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 you've you've been such an amazing part of the theater. I mean, she's also a performer and a wonderful person. I didn't want to add to that list. Sarah's the best. Uh, yeah, and 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 like it's got to be fraught with difficulties to try and 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 bring this up and 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 push it. And you've built such an amazing team oh, with Color Outside the Lines mm-hmm. and and the second team as well. It's really awesome. There's a second team now. Yes. I've been out of the loop for a bit. Yeah, it was really important to me that Color Outside the Lines be as inclusive as possible. So I didn't just want to start with six people and never admit other people in. Right. Um, but another comment I hear a lot uh, in our community is that they don't, people say, oh, I don't cast more people of color in my productions because they're not skilled or trained enough, hmm. uh, is often a thing I hear. <laughs> so the reason I really invest in uh, the, uh, the concept of a team is because then I'm coaching people regularly. Hmm. So So when somebody comes to me and they try to uh, pretend that these people don't have just as much talent or training or just wonderfulness as other people do, I can be like, nope, they've been coached for the past year. You get to call bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of satisfying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, well, thanks for doing your part to make improv less white. I (laughs) I remember when I got to Montreal Improv, I was like, wow, okay. Uh, This is a really white place. And then like six months later, I think, was when people started actually talking about how that was not cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a few months later, you and Caddy came in and were, like, actively working to change that. And I was like, oh, good. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's totally. Yeah, because, I mean, um, I've been doing improv for about five years now. Mm. And um, just the amount of uh, women be like I, I would hear stories of before my time mm. where there were very 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 few women whereas now I mean there's like a bunch of women teachers yeah. and in, in positions of uh, admi- like administrative power positions and all this kind of stuff um, so it's like everything 
everything uh, takes time and uh, it's, it's wonderful to see that the theater is going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I I mean, there was a very specific type of whiteness also at the theater. Because, <laughs> yeah, even uh, I have male white friends at the theater who are still struggling with these weird masculinity norms that right. were imposed mm-hmm. on them for a very long time. So it's uh, it's not even a matter of like just whiteness in general, but it was just this very rigid form of how mm. you were allowed to play. Um, and so before I even knew that I could get this role as an inclusion coordinator, that's why I started Color Outside the Lines, because I just wanted the concept that you can play improv differently to exist. Right. Um, and I've really seen a lot of people take off with that at the theater, which I, I'm really excited about because, uh, yeah, I can't represent everybody. I try my best. But when I see other people also really running with that concept, then that makes me really excited about the future. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that we've been like at the Upford Network, we've been trying to sort of do that a little bit more intentionally for the past little while. And like one of the things that we that I got to talk to people about a lot at PodCon was this idea of like eliminating the financial barrier to to podcasting, right? So like part of why we have this studio space is because we want to be able to rent it out to people for like a sliding scale rate where they don't necessarily have to break the bank to like have access to high quality equipment, right? Yeah. And like just by doing that, you you make it possible for literally anyone to, to do mm-hmm. this, right? They just have to know it exists. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I, I think that it's it's kind of the responsibility of people who you know run communities to be aware of the way that their community is inaccessible and like do what they can to fix that so yeah absolutely yeah, kudos to you guys for doing the same thanks <laughs> yeah and it's, it's i just want to i just want to note the powerhouses at the table too because kate hammer has done so I, I i'm not i'm not i don't just take it just take it no it's yeah. not about me no 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 no. i know i know <laughs> but like happen. just both of you have done such amazing work to support people at the theater and and to and to make uh women uh, people of color and and lgbtq like just feel welcome and feel supported and not just like uh yeah there's a space for you but like look at how i'm busting the door down yeah. putting balloons up and fucking like party city i'm not expressing this right but i i just <laughs> no, i just great. really appreciate both of you so much and what you've done for for the theater and everybody all everybody in the community mm-hmm. you're wonderful <laughs> yeah when when i booked sarah as a guest i was really hoping kate would be here for this one specifically yeah. because of that i was like oh man we gotta get the two of them in a room yeah <laughs> it's uh yeah it's just good to get more voices and more things happening there's never enough that can be done mm. and i think just just blows me away that people still say out loud uh i don't hire people of color because they're not trained enough like mm-hmm. that That's blows wild. my mind yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard that in 2019 um because like that's exactly why you need to hide people <laughs> yeah. of color. It's because you contribute to a racist society and infrastructure that has brought this upon. So, like, you know, it, anyway. So, yeah, it's just more good. And with Lacey at Montreal Improv as well mm-hmm. and, and having queer drop-ins. And it it is. It's funny because I think, you know, a lot of people who are doing these things, you don't necessarily think that you're doing a revolutionary act. Mm. You know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'd want to have a woman in a non-binary show. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's like, but it's also just like, I want to produce a show and I want it to be something I care about. But right. then it's like something bigger than you expect. And like, you know, um, I was listening today to something that was talking about how uh, men are just raised to like be loud and be really 
mm-hmm. and like that that's a good thing but women are always like no yeah. no calm down right. but having grown up in a family full of men and three older brothers it's like the space that i take up and the levels that my voice goes to is because i'm like taking space as a man because that's what i'm taught Mm -hmm. is the norm so like entering situations i don't realize that i'm like a bigger energy than people are used to right or like uh come across as maybe i don't know bossy or you know big or overwhelming and it's like am i overwhelming or is it just because you're seeing a loud woman and you aren't used to it taught to say that that isn't normal um but i never realized like when i'm yelling about (laughs) walking down the street yelling and laughing (laughs) Uh, often with friends, sometimes alone, and people or something will happen and I'll be like, oh, I wonder why that happened, like the reaction. And my friends will go like, you're you're very intimidating. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. I yell at them, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, and it's because I don't see myself as that kind of person. I still have anxieties and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. And that's a similar feeling uh, people of color experience because whenever um, you see a person of color on the news, it's often for negative reasons. Mm-hmm. And so you're really reinforced this idea that if you draw attention to yourself as a person of color, that that will have negative consequences. Mm. Uh, and so it's similar exactly to what Kate was saying, that with women being taught to be quieter and then people of color are really taught to draw as little attention to themselves as possible. So that's why it's so difficult to be courageous and step up on a stage because it's going completely against all the narratives you've ever learned. So what can, what can we do to fix that? Right? Like what, what's the, what are some like concrete things that people can be doing? Like, obviously there's the people in this room are doing, yeah, things, yeah. <laughs> but, but I guess like for, for people listening at home who are hearing this and going like, shit, I'm unintentionally part of the problem. Like what can, what are some concrete things that people can be doing to like fix that? Um, I think if you have a friend who is a person of color and you notice like something that they are talented at, encouraging them isn't a bad thing because they're also dealing with so many narratives of saying, don't do that, you mm-hmm. can't, you'll never be able to. Um, so just saying encouraging words is definitely something you could do on a personal level. Uh, I think on a grander scheme, being aware of um, how kind of how colonialist our history and media is Mm. and so whenever you hear a term like a developing country really thinking about why is that country developing because often it's due to colonialism often why a country is poor or war-torn or has a corrupt government is due to yeah these um western powers intervening so instead of just referring to these countries as oh less economically developed or developing or just kind of always holding that narrative that people abroad are poor or less educated or less developed really start trying to think about those terms and challenging them right I, yeah well, sorry you were going to say sorry no i just uh uh, if I may add, because at Concordia, uh, there was just protests and pedagogy in two week, mm-hmm. or it might just be finishing up today or yesterday, as well as First Nations week. And so you can, if you just Google um, uh, toolkit or toolkit uh, for ally, oh my gosh, what is the name? Toolkit to be an ally. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing brochure and it's very, we crave black and white in this gray world mm-hmm. and it's impossible to give that, but this this toolkit does a really amazing job of being like, 
what not to call yourself, how to talk mm. about Aboriginal and like, you know, use specific languages and, and not, you know, Aboriginal people of Canada. They're not, you know, they are not owned by Canada. It is their own land. And anyway, it goes into great detail. And a couple other things I've seen going around is like, go and buy a book, buy a book, uh, <laughs> written by a person of color and mm-hmm. uh, go buy things or support like people of color who are, you know, ma- doing what they're doing. So right. like just like literally like not just giving money, but supporting people going out of your way to like search for companies that are or not, not companies or even just people who are who are doing things and literally support them mm. um, because like that's, yeah, a thing you should do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And and like I think it is really important to for the people who um I feel like my, including myself in this uh, like I'm on the right side but I'm not necessarily uh fully educated like what what sure. you were just saying about the developing countries it never even uh, crossed my mind, you know, because I it, it may, you know, and, and it's just like really being raising that awareness so it's mm-hmm. not just like oh, I'm I'm good. I respect everybody. It's no, no, no. You educate yourself and and find those terms and find the right the right language mm-hmm. so that when, for example, you are in contact with someone who rejects that kind of behavior or thinks like for some reason like you know, it's sort of like the argument of like poor people can just get a job or mm-hmm. people of color can just get a job and it's just like no, there are barriers right. so that you actually have the language to discuss these things because I had a big conversation with my mom the other day about. Um, saying everyone instead of ladies and gentlemen. And and at first it was a bit like tense because she was like really holding on to yeah, what what weird. what she mm-hmm. like the 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 past i guess right. um and then uh just having a calm conversation with the pro- the appropriate language led her to completely fully understand what was happening but right. if i'd just been like you're wrong but i don't know what to say <laughs> then she would have held on to her her belief you know right. so it's uh, yeah and it's um and people of color have also internalized these narratives. Like when mm-hmm. when I went through school, all of the figures that I read about in my history books or geography or math or science were also usually white men. Right. And so I also believed that about society for a long time, that these are the authority figures, these are the people I should look up to. Mm-hmm. And it's taking me a long time to unlearn all those things too. Um, so also to be conscious of the the people of color if in your life that they are also dealing with all these narratives too and that just because somebody is a person of color doesn't mean that they want to or know how to be an educational figure on those issues yet right. and it's it's not aimed at any one part of society it's it's a systematic issue for a reason yeah right. and never never asking well it's tough because i mean you can't generalize that every not every person wants to be asked uh, but like just I uh, oh my gosh I'm having such trouble <laughs> wording this of like don't put the pressure and responsibility of being educated on someone just because they're a person of color yeah. or a woman or whatever you know mm-hmm. and it happens so often and li- like there was a situation where literally I was having an discussion but like argument with this person because they were just so argumentative and they finally got to a point where I was like I can't I can't 
there's too much to unwrap here and you mm-hmm. need to do it on your own. He's like, what do you mean? Shouldn't you want to teach me? Shouldn't you want to change my mind? I'm like, this is not on me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 This is not my responsibility to go around uh, spending all of our time and um, like, and one amazing improviser, Coco, mm-hmm. Coco Galore, um, has to, I know like leads amazing workshops, but like the fact that she has to spend so much time uh, of her amazing, talented self, educating people on how to be more inclusive right. is like, it's amazing, but it's also upsetting that, you know, it has to be done and that responsibility is on someone's shoulders. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. saw a picture the other day where it was like, uh, going back to what you're saying about history, it was like, uh, I don't know, like a scale. And it was like, broke it down to, okay, hundreds of years of slavery and then like segregation and everything being in law. And even after those laws passing, segregation still happening. It's like in the last, you know, 500 years, there's only a small sliver of time that there hasn't been slavery and laws like literally being racist and everything. Right. So, and I mean, there's still laws being racist and everything right around now. Around the country. So. Around but the world, I mean, they're, yeah. Getting, yeah. they're getting trickier, I feel like. They're not as obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. still an issue. But because yeah. And we know these things. I, I knew that you know slavery was for so long, but seeing a visualization of it, you're just like, oh, this like this isn't being taught in the right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. I, if I'm only being like, and again, it's not just about me, but like if I'm being impacted by this visual now, it's like, no, this this was very much skipped over with a brief paragraph in right. a history book kind of Yeah, thing. and also like it, it was so often they talk about how the, you know, the colonizers and whatever just wiped out populations but it's like could you spend five seconds on telling me what those populations did like yeah. how they lived how what, you know, the, the way better with it <laughs> than like, we well just just oh, like right. just learning so that you you don't just learn that people of color are people who were trodden on like they right. also have their culture they also have their 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 history and it's it's something that i feel is it could be very enriching for people to, to it's not just like oh let's learn the culture of the white man because you're majority also white like right. it's fucking there's so much more to learn yeah. and on the, on the point of uh, that was a, a big thing that I, I i really learned i think i can't remember her name but someone was posting on instagram uh, and it was a very, it was a big educational campaign. And one of the big, biggest points was to, this is not my responsibility to, to answer your questions, Fit, do the work, find out yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just to like, for, for people who are like, Oh, but I don't know, whatever. Just think I get so pissed off when my mom asks me like, what can I, how can, how can I open, uh, uh, this, this box? This example is terrible, <laughs> but I'm just like, just fucking Google it. Just fucking Google it, mom. Or when Just my mom's Google like, that exact question. Well, what are you depressed about? I'm like, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another angle. Yeah, for sure. Google won't help you with that. Why Why is my daughter depressed? <laughs> like, Just do general, like, you yeah. know, instead Although, of like, oh, did something happen that triggered? And it's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, that's a that's a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Whenever yeah. I say that I'm depressed, Paul's like, what's up? And I'm like, I, it's, there's not always a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can right. you please? But yeah, just like you have the power, especially in this age of information, mm-hmm. you have the power. Clickety click, do the work. And then if and, and there's people mm-hmm. like Sarah, like Caddy, who are who are who specialize in, in giving you information. It's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, this person fits the bill for probably has an answer and then just like diving in that way right be yeah, well, smart that's it, about right? it right like the the whole you don't put the burden on someone just because they like 
look the part. Yeah, right? exactly. You you put you you look for someone who has put themselves out there as a resource. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many people who write about this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. who've spoken about this. I'm sure there's a hundred thousand TED talks about it. Like you can Google it and you can find the information you need. You don't need to like find your only black friend and ask them how to be nice to black people. Yeah. Like there's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. And that's why, for example, I wanted a role like being an inclusion coordinator at Montreal mm-hmm. Improv um, because it a- allowed me to take the burden off of other people right. because I do feel comfortable having those conversations. Uh, so I wanted to say, I'm here. You can ask me so you don't have to ask right. other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> no, I mean, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just I want to hug her so much, but I can't because I'm sick, and I just I have so much love for her. And and Kate's right. Also, there are really uh, powering and empowering and exciting stories about people of color throughout history. Mm-hmm. There have been Black communities in Canada for 200 years, and they've done really incredible things. I once read a, um, a historical narrative about Black soldiers who marched from Nova Scotia to Ontario to fight in this battle and that's just incredible heroism and I wish mm-hmm. more people knew yeah. about that story that's a long march yeah I took a bus from Nova <laughs> Scotia to Montreal once and it was like a 19 hour trip so I can't yeah. even imagine walking Jesus. twice that far Jesus this is before Google Maps this is before buses <laughs> yes <laughs> they marched on snowshoes oh no yeah. oh man Ugh. it's the wrong time of year for marching yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Tefera Jemian, one of the hosts of Yeah, a podcast on the Upford Network. We're talking about young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what the YA genre can teach us at any age. Join me and my co-host, Hannah Bailey, as we talk about friendships, dating, family relationships, sexuality, experiences of queerness, body politics, and more through the lens of our favorite YA novels, as well as books we're just discovering. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network, and on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Hey you! Do you make stuff or want to make stuff? Are you having a bit of a time finding a space that fits all your functional needs? Well, good news for you, friend! That's because friend of the show, good boy George Poppy, is trying to figure all that shit out for you by creating a collaborative workspace for all your assorted production needs. Check out chaos.co k-h-a-o-z dot co fill out the form and let George know exactly what you've got going on that best suits your production needs let's make stuff but you know collaboratively because only together can we save enough money to have a popper's dinner at Burger King chaos.co k-h-a-o-z dot co Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? Welcome to the Cash Corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Everybody needs a confidence boost here and there. Even if you know objectively that you're pretty good at something, it can be really hard to trust that. Oh, Tom. Oh, no, wait, Tefa wrote this. Oh, my God. No, I wrote this. You wrote this. It's true. (laughs) One thing that gives us a huge confidence boost is seeing donations come through on Patreon. It shows us that someone else thinks we're good at this, and that's a really nice feeling. Make us feel nice. 
Do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> if you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candice, Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, what were you going to add on that, Kate? A picture of me. A picture of a picture of Kate. And if you give at least five dollars a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Angie, who says, "I do a hobby slash sport that requires confidence in my strength, abilities, and body in order to continue beyond the first class." Across various episodes, you've talked about being confident on stage, but not off it. Has this changed over the years of doing improv? I would like to hear your suggestions on how to transfer the confidence I possess during the class to everyday life. Thanks, Angie. And thank you, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Angie. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah I've been specifically working on this for mm-hmm. years with my therapist. Of like, <laughs> how can you get on stage and be that person? How can I put that Kate from the stage into life? Mm-hmm. Um a little bit, a bit, a little bit of a bummer of a of an answer, but it's not directly transferable <laughs> for me, anyways. It really wasn't because the fears are what keep you from being acting confidently, right? Mm. Fears of things. Right. Once you get on stage and you start to fight that specific fear, then you become more confident on stage. Um, now that I'm like, I've taken on so many more tasks, and it, like it's peanuts compared to normal people lives but it's a lot for me um and it's literally by doing these individual tasks that it's like okay oh i can you know i can be confident in that respect and then um uh, for example i did a mural recently and that was uh, they told me the the majority of comments were negative uh so uh they won't be doing the fourth floor but my therapist i was telling my therapist this and i was just like you know what it's it's fine i'm happy with it most of the comments i got were positive i'm gonna be fine and she's like this was one of your biggest fears that you do a project and that the client is not happy and i'm like holy shit but be be if i don't experience it then the fear may is is going to be maintained mm-hmm. so that's why i feel again per, this is personal experience but it's not an immediately transferable thing even if it mm-hmm. seems like the biggest thing like oh shit you can get on stage you can do anything no because it's right. a, it's a very specific fear that you're tackling obviously like it's improved how i speak to people it's improved my my uh, social behavior and all that kind of stuff but it's all the improvements were made in fields that were directly linked to the type the type of thing i was doing mm. so it would be like but here here's the thing do it you say nothing you're like you know what it's not directly transferable and then you're like yeah my social life got better yeah my life got better <laughs> yes it transferred but not in the ways i wanted to but, but not not direct like like i would have this massive conflict between being confident and chatty mm-hmm. at improv and then trying to draw something alone in my room and just being like harsh and critical mm-hmm. and terrified you know and it's like not until i did the thing in the art world do right. I then build up that? Because the the, the the like try, being mm-hmm. more social is because in improv in the improv community yeah. it's a lot of talking, it's a mm-hmm. lot of people, it's a right. lot of this, you know. So, but it's like it's it definitely helps a hundred percent. Fucking do improv, it helps right. for sure because yeah. it opens the door. It's like oh shit, I can do this, then I can possibly do another thing. Yeah, well that's it. That's the thing that I found with improv is that. I'm not necessarily more confident in real life than I am on stage. Uh, I mean, I am, but I'm also just not that confident on stage, I guess, is the the real thing. But what I find with improv is that it doesn't 
the, the skills I learn in improv don't directly translate to real life, but the, I guess, way that I approach things in improv, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. often can find ways to approach things in real life that way as well, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, we might... God, I'm it's... just thinking of the possibilities. <laughs> like When you're on stage, you approach things with like, Literally anything because it's improv. Right. <laughs> Approach it with a fire gun and a dragon, well, and it's like that's so exactly real life. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's exactly it, right? Because it 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 kind of forces you to trust your gut in a lot mm-hmm. of situations, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. where you have to make something happen because if you don't, the audience is going to get bored or James is going to roast you, and you're like, <laughs> okay, uh, crap, I have half a second to react to this. I need to do the first thing that feels right, and learning to trust your gut in in a low stick setting like improv can really boost your confidence off stage as well because mm-hmm. it it kind of forces you to like to tell yourself like okay well if i can trust my gut on something that doesn't matter but that would embarrass me <laughs> i can maybe trust my gut on something that does matter yep. that's less embarrassing or more important or i don't know like it it it's not a one to one thing mm-hmm. but there is definitely like a sort of it's a muscle that you train, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I would also say, since Angie says that they do a hobby sport, hobby slash sport that requires confidence and strength, abilities, and body, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a big, there's like two big things. One is literally just like dress for your optimal confidence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I was talking about the other day when I was doing, uh, I was on confabulation on Saturday night and I was wearing heels and uh, I cannot wear heels because my feet are so bad at being in shoes and it just, <laughs> it's painful after a minute. And I was being, and everyone was, they're like, oh my God, nice shoes. I was like, thank you. And I had a big discussion about like, why am I wearing high heels? But they're really nice. And they're like, and then one woman is like, yeah, you know, you just, it adds so much. Like, you feel powerful when you wear certain things. And like, that's why we wear, or, you know, not everyone, but that's why it's nice to like do fancy makeup or do like, yeah, okay, splurge a little bit and buy some nice thing that makes you feel so good about yourself Mm -hmm. that you carry that confidence with you. Like if you're going, I don't care if it's a job interview or just like a, a friend hangout, like you feeling great affects the way you act. So like if you actually put a very like, mindful focus on taking care of yourself in in those ways and also um I mean it also like this this confidence with strength is for me brings up so much of like body image in general Mm -hmm. and being okay with that but I, I think half of it too is just like tricking yourself into thinking everything is that sport right. you know what I mean like Ooh. sometimes if you're like okay this interview is all just a scene mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm playing a character that is based on me but it is a better <laughs> more confident me yeah um and as much as that seems dissociative it's a place to start sure it's a yeah. place to mm-hmm. start like um because you'll soon figure out that you're not playing a character or you're playing a character everyone's playing characters all the time right yeah uh and that's just what humanity is i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. a liar you're all fake thank you for having me on the podcast <laughs> right and zip my face and I'm a different person <laughs> yeah i would agree with that because uh i also sort of because of the weird norms that were at the theater when i first got there there was uh, almost a lot of shame around being effeminate. 
Uh, and it took me a very long time at the theater to feel like I feel good in dresses and I know I can perform in them and right. that that's okay. And it's really been a, um, a huge step of feeling like I deserve to be assertive and wear what makes me feel good as a woman, um, even if that's not the culture of the theater. Mm. Um, and also because of, uh, yeah, because of things like that, I've learned a lot about perseverance at the theater, mm. sticking with it, really just continuing to work, even if I'm not getting good feedback initially, just mm. not giving up because of that, uh, but continuing on. Uh, and I'd also agree with you, yeah, my communication has gotten so much better. So there's a lot of social situations where I would have felt stressed about saying the wrong thing yeah, or something, yeah. and now I'm able to navigate it better. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome. so I just come out of it feeling like, whew, I can do this. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, totally. My goodness, the dressing thing. Like this, I, I have been... Uh, a, a good friend's uh, a good friend has offered to help me buy clothes, as I mentioned to Sarah, and 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 uh, I've been pushing it off. Also, clothing it off. swap, clothing swaps with friends are so great. Oh my god, I have to get in on <laughs> yes. that as well. Yeah, especially when I have hung on to things that do not fit me anymore. Um, and and it's just I feeling like if I were to wear something that made me look sexy mm-hmm. on stage, that I I would. Feel I would probably feel good about it, but then I'd be so worried about perception and all yeah. that kind of thing. And and um, I I love what you wear on stage, Thank and you. and yeah, and it's it's really cool to hear that it's not just like because you you dress wonderfully all the time. So I'm like I just assumed it was like you know one plus one equals two, but that you the the thought process behind it of like mm-hmm. no I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking rock this skirt yeah. even if it's not you know what's normally accepted on stage or yeah. whatever. No, rocking is a hundred percent the 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 thing. You can tell when someone looks uncomfortable with yeah. what they're wearing, and even if it's an amazing thing, you're like, but they don't they don't feel comfortable. So it's like, I, you know, also, yeah. com- you know, but like you can tell and you, you can tell when somebody's just like, I don't, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. I'm rocking it. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, yeah, that yeah. energy is so contagious and you want to be around it. Mm-hmm. But it does suck when like, even a, a few months ago, I heard someone in the community saying, talking about, uh, you know, women wearing these things that doesn't, that's fine. But like, if you're going to wear short shorts on stage, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see your vagina on stage. Oh my God, and I was right. just sitting there being like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? You like the person talking happened to be a woman. And I was like, it's funny in the ways that we're ever taught to repress yeah. ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, we think we're like helping each other out. Like, hey, just so you know, your butt is hanging out. And it's like, who cares? Do you care? No. Yeah. Like, yeah, you look at it for a second because it's a butt and then you move on because everyone's got a butt and it doesn't, I don't care. I mean, some people might care if you show your vagina on stage. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm on record as saying I do not. Yeah. Um, so it's hard when like, you know, people say that and it's it's a form of shaming, but you just got to power through and like changing your perception yeah. of of caring what that person says. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Improv is so, so much, like it just comes from your fucking insides, you know? And like, so if, if like sometimes I'm like, I just want to perform in joggers, you know? I want to feel super fucking com- comfortable yeah. up there. Yeah. And then sometimes I might want to jazz it up and, mm-hmm. and, and, and yeah, talking to you guys is making me feel more confident about yeah. doing that. And also <laughs> just, if you want to get those nice new clothes, both for the environment's sake and for your wallet's sake, it is such a nice thing to organize clothing swaps with your friends and make it a hangout afternoon. It's such a nice deal. Yeah. But also like 
throwing shade at Eva Bees, I tried to sell, like, trade in kind of these really nice leather boots, but I was trying to, like, okay, I just need less things. I need less yeah. things. Mm. And they're really nice, tall leather boots. And they offered me $4 <laughs> for them. And I was like, okay, this is disrespectful right now. <laughs> like, I know you're going to turn around, put them on a, like, shelf for minimum 25 if not more because they're getting more and more pricey every day and i was like i don't want four dollars for these to help some company get slightly rich i'd rather give them to a friend for free if it fits them and makes them feel good yeah Oh my God, clothing swap. Can there be cookies? Yes. Can there be cookies? Yes. Oh. <laughs> and getting, cheese. I'm getting excited. I'm get, uh, I don't, cheese I don't, cookies. I don't care for cheese, but others do. So I, I would support I didn't know that about you. Cheese. I, I, uh, I we talked believe. about it. So uh, the, uh, uh, it's a proportions thing. For example, on pizza, it's okay because it has a proportion of bread mm. to the cheese. But if it's like hunk of cheese in my mouth, it's not going to happen. What about with wine around? No. Wow, our friendship just took a real blow today. But, but, I, but we're gonna make it. But, we're gonna make but, but, but it. But I just, I just discovered tempeh. Tempeh's real good. Why do you think it's again? I mean, yes, I do like tempeh. So you're back in. But why do you? That's not a dairy based. Product. I know it's not a dairy based product. I was reaching to find something to let me back in your life. We're, I like how I didn't even move an inch away from you, and but we could the feel words. the distance. There was so much because of cheese. Because of cheese, I grew up on a dairy farm, and my dad started a dairy cooperative. Cheese is like in my blood. I started a school project thing where there's like a nutritionist, uh, and we like have to eat healthier to see if it affects our like blood levels and whatever. Because uh, I thought I had time, and uh, and. <laughs> And then she was talking to me about what I was eating. And I was like, you know, I I eat a lot of rice and salad and this and cheese. And she's like, so have you ever not eaten cheese? I was like, for a month, I did. And then I realized how stupid that was. I was like, look, I've been like ingesting a large amount of dairy since birth. And it's like, I'm still, my body's very healthy. It's like my body's just become like it's balanced out being like, okay, we know we need to make this much lactase. Um... So, and so, like, because you could tell she was trying to be like, so what if you didn't eat cheese? And I was like, I love it. Fuck and she you. was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that alone. This is like, <laughs> she saw the fire in your eyes. Yeah. Well, it was over the phone. She oh. could just hear me being like, you're not taking this away from me. Yeah. Someone tried to tell me earlier that he thinks I'm lactose intolerant. So I told her to fuck off. Why? I love when somebody's like, mm, I feel like. Your gut is feeling la- like yeah. I feel like your gut is feeling lactose intolerant. That's it. It's like no, let me let me feel what my gut is feeling, and also, I will never admit that I am lactose intolerant. <laughs> I just don't want to accept it. Yeah, there's some know? good like diet diet cheese is pretty good. Diet cheese. Dia. D-A-I-Y-A. What is that? It's dairy-free, but it's also soy-free. I think it's made with tapioca or something. Oh. No, no. It it tastes delicious. (laughs) Tapioca is just starch. It's pure starch because it's mega seven root. Isn't that what the... Yeah, tapioca pearls. But just because you make one product out of a thing doesn't mean all products have to be similar to that. Just think about it. Kleenex boxes. Yeah. Shipping boxes. Yeah. Um... You're just naming boxes? Yeah. But different kinds. Shoe boxes. They're all very Shoe similar. Shoe boxes. I'm going to debunk products. this. 
cheese woman. I think they all taste DVD like DVD boxes. Yeah, they're DVD all cardboard, boxes. plastic. She, Sarah just introduced you're changing. Us to. No, this ring, you do. Your rant is not velvet ring box. Am I right? Yes. Sound it's made of velvet. I'm box. supporting your 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 thing. No, you're you're, di- you're totally. I'm, I'm trying to get back into your life. A box for your discarded wedding gown. Oh, shit. These are all boxes. I don't think you're getting my point, which is that they should be different things. Maybe if you said a box and a cardboard cutout, and also... A a tampon is kind of a box. Oh. It It goes in a box. Hey. Hey. And it collects things. You just went back to normal boxes. It collects things. You started off well, and then you just went back to normal boxes. So wait. So am I supposed to cut out dairy and start eating tampons? Is <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, Tom. It okay. might cost you the same amount of money, though. Oh, oh God. Tears. Are tampons yeah. that expensive? Yeah. They're super But you can, um, at certain clinics, and PharmaPre does give away some free tampons. Oh, now. really? Uh, like, I don't know the details of that, but there was an article, but also at the Concordia Health Clinic, there are just free tampons. Oh, wow. As well as at the CSU at Concordia. That's great. (laughs) All my information is very Concordia-based, so I help a small amount of people. (laughs) Well, uh, we have to wrap up because you've got to go in four minutes. I'm a busy lady. So that brings us to the end of our show. Busy lady. Do, 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 do. And Tom. And Tom. And Tom. We're three busy ladies. And Tom. And Tom. Oh, that's a funny name. You're our Auntie Tom. It's like someone tried to name you Anton, but they typo. Yeah, 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 totally. And Tom. This is my son, Anthony. I have, I have a friend Tom. whose father almost like, named him Timothy. Oh, they no. they oh, almost replaced the no. I and put a Y, oh, and his God. mother was like, no! <laughs> Jumping out the window with a baby in her arms. <laughs> You'll never get him. That's a nightmare. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, for coming on the program. This great. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, if you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, I was going to say February 22nd, but I'm, I just need to justify why I went... <laughs> into the mic for three seconds. You never need to justify. <laughs> justify! Yes, please come on February 22nd. Yeah. There will yeah. be stand-up, sketch, improv. It will be so fun. Wonderful. Snacks? Uh, perchance. Ooh, perchance. Oh, shit. <laughs> Show up perchance to snacks. Uh, yeah. Everybody will be looking like a snack on stage. Oh, damn. damn. Okay. Where's the... Yum, hang yum. on. Hang on. Yum. Can you say that again? Let's get a fresh take of that just real quick. Everybody will be looking like a snack on stage. <laughs> there we go. If there aren't people dressed up like food... <laughs> Or are you just objectifying women? <laughs> and men. And, and men. people in between. Everybody. And I went, what people? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, if, yes, you guys, yes. if you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. We really need your money. Uh, we also have merch. If you don't feel like donating, but instead want to buy something, we also, you know, have Get merch. Get money off of it. Yeah. There's actually a merch sale this week, uh, tomorrow, and the day after that, which is Wednesday, I think. Nope. Thursday, the 13th and 14th. I don't know what day of the week it is anymore, you guys. I'm tired. But the merch is on sale, so go buy it. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, which is the best way for the show to grow. Share this episode with a friend who 
needs a confidence boost. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 Or maybe someone who needs to like learn how to be a good ally. Or yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Maybe needs to eat less dairy. <laughs> someone who enjoys Send me boxes. names. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of you now. Just names of people who need to eat less dairy. Well, because she'll, uh, she'll, she'll then target them because she wants everybody to have dairy. Because yeah, she, I'll send them camembert in the mail. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to give you a name right now. It's Tom Zalatni. Great, <laughs> <laughs> expect some moist dairy in your mailbox. Mm. <laughs> Put it in a bubble mailer. <laughs> Put it in a shoe box. Tom just sends me a picture of his foot in a, in a wheel of camembert. Like, Kate! What? I don't shoe. understand this sandal. <laughs> <laughs> he has socks on still. He's socks and cheese. Socks and cheese. Oh, no. Snacks and cheese. You've lost control, Tom. Hey. You've lost control. Hey, substitute teacher. Hey, hey. I'm not the one who has to leave in a minute. I gotta she'll go. second bus. She'll, she'll uh, I'm Kate. Wait, at Kate the Hammer. Let's blitz through this. Yeah, you can follow the show on Twitter at Down to Talking. She's at Kate the Hammer. She's at Red Random. I'm at Tom Zalatni. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I'm not, but I'm on Instagram. All right. You can follow Color Outside the Lines at Color Outside the Lines MTL on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Show on February 22nd. Is there anything else to plug while we're here? Uh, no, <laughs> just too many things. Infamous, infamous on Saturday yes. the 16th. February the 16th, there's infamous at MIT on the 22nd and 24th, lesbian speed date from hell at Mainline Theater. Also, in the next two weeks, there's McGill Drama Festival with a play that I wrote called Mike and Joe. It's about love and muffins. And then on March 5th, there's a hindwing and infamous anthology launch. Uh, location to be decided. Follow us on Facebook. Amazing. She had all the plugs. Yeah, <laughs> I- I'm impressed that you just like... Boom, 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 yeah, boom. Yeah, I went, uh, I don't remember what happened. I went into a fugue <laughs> Just state. Completely disappeared there. Is that the right word? Fugue. Fugue, fugue state. Yeah, okay. Fugue. Fugue state. Special thanks. I don't have anything to plug. Can I do the special yeah, thanks? Course. Do you have anything to plug? No. That's <laughs> sweet. Our lives are lives. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson, Benson. as our theme music. You can find all their music, music. for CrackersandJam.bandcamp.com. You want to fuck me up again on this last line, Kate? This show is produced and edited by Tom, Tom Zalatnai for the Upford Network. Network. You can find, find out about all our great shows at UpfordNetwork.com. <laughs> Wow. Chaos, chaos, chaos. <laughs> oh, Sarah, thanks again. This is great. Sorry. Yes, I don't see you. I say now, Benson, Benson, Joe. Benson, 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 Benson,